This edition of the Flying by the Seats of Our Pants podcast contains a few mild swears and one major swear. It also contains a mild plot spoiler for the excellent film Three Men and a Baby. Good evening. Here we are again. Oh, yes. It's We're regular as clockwork. We are. You can't fault us for that. No. Uh, for our regularity. Now, you're very tired. Very tired. Are you more very tired? You've got two young children. Are you more yes. tired than when you have to get up early on Christmas Day and you resent it a bit? To be honest, they get up early every day. <laughs> so every day is like Christmas <laughs> Day. Every day is house, Christmas but without the house. joy. <laughs> but just before coming, what I have been doing, I didn't know you could, could buy this product, right? It's a spray paint um that that blocks out stains for when you paint over the top of it do you, do you know that existed no it's a painting aid a painting aid yeah. right so it's like a an aerosol so it when makes that it. noise when you shake the can like like i'm a b-boy right uh, but really what i'm doing is spraying a base coat on my kitchen ceiling but every single time you shake it yeah in your head, in your head you're a b-boy in I'm new york hop hibbity hop yeah. Hip-hop, yeah. hip-hop, but really, I spray paint my ceiling in yeah. the kitchen. But I thought, I've, I've been doing it a bit yesterday. Thought, I'll do I'll do uh, a quick coat before I come out for the end of this week. I'm going to paint the ceiling. Excellent. Right? What I didn't realise when I was driving in, until I was driving in the car on the way here, when I, when I was looking in my rear view mirror, all of the hairs at my nose <laughs> are now bright white. <laughs> so you look a lot I, older I, than you actually are. Yeah, and I also... I'm starting to feel ill now, thinking that, <laughs> thinking that, what the hell has gone up my nose? What the hell? Yeah. So have you convinced yourself now that you've got some kind of nose disease? Yeah, but yeah. I tell you what, stain free. Not there, stain <laughs> yeah, free. Absolutely, no stains. Yeah. And if you want to paint the inside of your nose, oh, it's, it's ready. Well, it'll only be sparkling. Absolutely ready. As I was waiting for you to arrive, I was just um, looking at the um, the brochure for the uh, Stockport Plaza. Stockport Plaza, right? Yeah, yeah. Our local entertainment hub. Yes. Yes, it's uh, I I've um I've been to a, a couple of children's shows there and a pantomime. Excellent. Yeah, it's a lovely building. Now, I'm going to give you a choice of two things. Okay. All right. What of these would you least like to go to? Okay. Okay. I'm go- I can I can do that. Okay. The first one happened on Sunday the 8th of July. Well, I can't go to that. Uh, no, you can't. But, you know, in this parallel universe where you have to go to where one I could of these have gone. things. You have to go to one right. of them. Okay. okay. Let's put it like that. You have to go to one of them. Yeah. Okay. Saturday, 8th of July. Scummy Mummies. Age 18 only. Okay. okay. I know who they are. Uh, do you? Yeah. A comedy show for less than perfect parents. Well, they say comedy. <laughs> Comedians Helen Thorne and Ellie Gibson cover a wide range of parenting topics, mm. from pelvic floors and play dates to farting and fish fingers. Expect songs, sketches, stand-up, and very scummy stories, exclamation mark. Uh, right. So that's just in case you what? didn't realise by what you're reading. Boom! In your face. Is that who you thought it was? Yeah, I know they are. Okay. Yeah, they're not, not personal favourites. How do you know they are? Oh, you just see them around. <laughs> see them around. Yeah, around in the ether. Stop I don't know. I'm aware oh, of them. Okay. I'm aware of them. So they are up I against... I wouldn't recognise them in the street. Up against Giovanni Panici. Do you know who he is? No, but if he is an ice cream salesman... Okay, well... I'm already tempted. Get this. Giovanni Panici and Luba Mushtuk from Strictly Come Dancing Ooh. star in Il Ballato e Vita, The oh. Ballet of Life. Right. Joined by professional dancers from Dancing with the Stars Ireland. Ah, that is the biggie. Hang on that a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, though. 
This is not just another evening with show. Oh, no. No, I don't know, because that was what I was expecting. Exactly. It's a wonderful evening, including a story set in a Sicilian cafe. Our leading man, Giovanni, thinks he has found love. Not everything is as easy as it first appears. Mm, Expect dances such as the quick step, the samba, rumba, pasadoble, the Argentine tango, and, of course, his signature dance... What would that be? The Viennese waltz. <laughs> That's right. The Viennese ice cream. The jive. Oh, the jive, of course. And, and I think it was Giovanni. This is still the story, by the way. Yeah. An elegant and beautiful tale is in store in this classy narrative which exudes love and passion. A bit like me. I exude love and passion. You do. So that's... Uh, Not at the moment because I'm quite tired. Uh, if, I, if I was to choose between the two... Yeah. Can I just give you the prices first? You give me the prices. This may, this may right. influence it. For scummy mummies. Yeah. Yeah. Tickets £18, concessions 15 Scandalous. For Giovanni Panici, tickets £28, meet and greet, 40 quid. Meet and greet? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> meet and greet, 40 quid. £40? Forty pounds. 40 pounds. 40 Which pounds. of those are you going to? Scummy mummies. You're going to scummy mummies, aren't and you? And I'd try and get in on a concession. <laughs> You're going 15 just... quid. Principally because the word farting came up in it. And fish fingers. I haven't had fish fingers for a while. I haven't had fish fingers for a while, yeah. but you all, you nearly always enjoy them, don't you? You do, yeah. but there, there is a big difference in quality between fish fingers. If they've got fish fingers in the title, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. As and a, they, they don't clarify what type of fish it is, yeah. you can generally count on them being a little bit drab. Yeah. A little bit heads and tails. Yeah. Yeah. I also remember I rem- I was back there sort of in the in the glory days of the fish finger <laughs> in the 80s when birds I right? ruled the roost. Yeah, ru- ruled the waves, didn't they? <laughs> he they did. did. He did. But um he's a he's a he obviously captain. Bird, he is. Sorry. He is. I've seen him. It was that great sort of revelation when Findus or Birds Eye, I can't remember which one it was, one of the big two. They produced the fish finger in a batter. Do you remember that? Madness. Because What were they that, thinking? Before that, it had been breadcrumbs everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. Do you know what? I think I prefer the one in batter. batter. Now, <laughs> I, live in, now I live in Cheadle Hume, though. I, only, I, I call them uh, cod goujons. <laughs> Square, oblong cod goujons. Well, what's for tea tonight, Dad? Cod goujons. <laughs> cod goujons, yeah. so shut up. With frites. Uh, shut up and be quiet and stop thinking about Christmas already. Yeah, interesting fish. And that's another thing. We were talking last week about things, street food. And things that are always get pulled yeah. these days. The fish finger it's sandwich. It's not a pulled finger. No, no, but <laughs> that's a completely different. Back to farting. Yeah, <laughs> pull my finger. Yeah, what am I trying to say? Pulled something. Yeah, no, pulled pork and pulled. It's yeah. like that. You know, this, this fish finger butty has been gentrified, isn't it? Oh, it get, has. You get it on a you know on a posh menu, and it's not a fish finger. And it, it, again, pop. it's batter, and it's sort of. That lively batter where everything's a little bit misshapen. Yeah, and posh tartar sauce. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a fan of a tartar sauce. I, I, I can take it or leave it. Mm, I leave it. it. <laughs> yeah. I, a, I often take it, it and then I leave and it. And then you leave I, it. Yeah. Before we go on to, you sent me a list of things. Some of them list that have been things. weighing on your mind. Before that, yeah. as we did last week, let's go to first to the news, the big news of the week. Oh, yes. Do you know what I'm going for? No. Big news story. The BBC wages scandal. Oh, yes. What a scandal. It is scandalous, it isn't is it? It is scandalous. Actually, they paid a lot less than I thought. <laughs> Did it? I, yeah, I thought Chris Evans would be on much more than that. Oh, well, there you go. But, it, but it's all a sham, you see. Yes, you see. Because Gary Lineker has got a production company as well, doesn't he? He does yeah. some of those sports programs yeah. through his production company, so he's yeah. getting more money there. Absolutely, yeah. That's and he also works BBC for BT, BT Sport. Yeah, absolutely. He sh- also it's does a, the crisps. It's a sham. Yeah. It's a mockery of two travesties of a sham. 
we'll come to the crisps in a second. Look at us again. We're defending women. We're feminists. I am, I, I am we a fe- raging feminist. We were raging feminists last week I've because read, of Doctor Who. I've read a couple of Catelyn Marambles <laughs> and, and enjoyed them. I've started and got bored of a couple of Catelyn Marambles. Catelyn it is. Catelyn. Catelyn. Spelled Catelyn. Catelyn. Yeah, I, um, I have quite... Got all the time for her. She um, seems she seems very pleasant. But yeah, Gary Lineker. I have a, a little bit of thing in me. I don't know if you've ever noticed on Twitter. I do troll him a bit about crisps. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've not noticed. Yeah, I uh, I always like to weigh in with you know, whenever Chris he boy. says anything. Yeah, shut up, Chris boy. Or yeah. yeah, I can't remember what he said. My answer to it was maybe it's under that big bag of crisps. I was furious when he got one like on Twitter. Uh, yeah, <laughs> was it from him? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I just. Just always weighing in on, on crisps with him. They're, they're from Leicester, aren't they? Walker's crisps. Yes, yes, they so are. So that's the connection. He's like the hometown boy. Yeah. Did you ever see the TV programme about the rise and fall of the sportswear brand Admiral? No. Very fascinating because they're from Leicester. They were um, a very small... They, yeah, they did, just made like PE kit and stuff. And then didn't they, they... They suddenly got the Leeds deal and then yeah. they got the England deal all like within two years and they got massive. Then uh, went. Then it all went... Uh, I, I yeah, think they've come back up. though. Like one, they're probably one of those... Those companies that is now owned by that fella from um, Newcastle, <laughs> from Mike Ashley, yeah. Laura Ashley's husband. Yeah, I keep thinking we're on the radio and we can't swear. I wasn't going to say tits up, but then oh, I can't. Because yeah. normally we're on the radio. Do you want to say tits? No, I don't. No. <laughs> I'm going to say it again, tits. I might I might say something else later. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. just throw it in. So, uh, yeah, that's the BBC wages scandal. Yeah, we yeah. thoroughly dissected G- it there. Jer- yeah. Jeremy Vine, mm-hmm. he got paid a lot more than I thought. <laughs> Three quarters yeah. of a million. He was the third top one. Yeah, yeah. Top dog. He is top dog. The ones that are really... TV doesn't really amaze me compared to you know, the amount of money they throw at that. Steve Wright. At the vicious tube. But radio... Steve Wright. Steve Wright. Half a million. <laughs> Half a million pounds. For talking over the top of records. Indeed. Oh. Coming up with factoids. Claire Balding. Yeah. She was not much, was she? And she's, she's on just about every programme going. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But maybe she's got a finger in a few production pies maybe, as well, maybe. I'm thinking. Uh, we'll, we'll investigate that. We'll go undercover and do like a panorama yeah, special. We'll bring you more news on that in the future. Probably every single week. Because I imagine the producers of Celebrity uh, Antiques Road Trip, they must be on a bit. Because <laughs> that is one of the <laughs> finest programmes of all time. But we won't go into it again. No, no, let's not start with your obsession of Celebrity Antiques yes, Road yeah. Trip. That you're so obsessed with, but you don't know any of the names of the presenters. I don't know any of the names, no. For, for but I just, it's because I just get carried away with the antique shops, and it's like your virtual shopping. But there seems to be weird kind of places in, the, in this country, not just like little shops on the street, but like big kind of barns in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, all, no. all kinds of things like stuff from the war and oh, like I t- rubbish I t- old pots and stuff. I tell you what, that's my knowledge it's, of it's antiques. Not, it doesn't compare to American pickers. <laughs> is that, that the one what where they, a show that is? There's barns everywhere full of stuff. Is that the one where they have to break open? You have to bid before you go. No, up, no, right? that's storage hunters. All oh, right, okay. I yeah. quite like that as well. <laughs> Story, <laughs> storage hunters UK bit can, contrived. Can I just say for, for a man who was very very busy, yeah. there's a lot on his plate. You also have a lot of time. But this is the TV <laughs> of a busy man. This is the TV of a busy man because you go in, you sit down, and think, oh, I've only got a short amount of time. You're never a second away from a posh porn. Mm. You know, yeah, this yeah. is true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, American pickers, storage hunters, storage yeah. hunters UK, yeah. or any sort of antiques program like that. This is true. You can you can find that whenever. There's usually rednecks doing stuff as well, like towing stuff away. What was that? Lizard lick towing? That was. Oh, I've not, not, not seen that one. Not oh, you'd enjoy, that. Oh, you'd enjoy that. Oh, I would, yeah. It's basically rednecks getting angry with other rednecks because they're being paid to tow away their trucks and stuff. 
Because like back in the day, that was all Dog the Bounty Hunter. Do you yeah, remember that him? kind of thing. Yeah, in yeah, Hawaii. Yeah. And that's that. You're right because you don't want to go near a program like you're a fan of Games of Thrones because you just yeah. haven't got time to do a whole episode or get in, indulge it. yourself. I so. very rarely watch anything good when it's on. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a so- sorry. Yeah, they should put that on the DVD on the DVD box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hugh Williams says I very rarely get a chance to watch this when it's on. But when I catch that's it, how I like good it. it is. <laughs> So let's go to your list. The first thing that was irritating you was young oh, folk. Oh, young what folk. What have young folk days. been irritating you? What have they done to you? They've got no pub skills. They've got right? no pub skills. People in their early 20s, they've got nothing. No. Nothing. They've got I, nothing to offer. I was out with some recently. I won't name names. Um, um, are they millennials in their 20s or have we gone past that now? Are they well, post-millennials or pre-millennials? Well, they what? will have been born before the millennium, otherwise they'd only be 17. All oh, right, okay. So people in their early 20s now. They've got no pub skills. They're just protein, amino acids, <laughs> and tight T-shirts. That's yes. what they are. That's they what are, they are. Yeah, yeah. Got, got no chat. Yeah. No chat. No chat whatsoever. No. They're all apps and tight T-shirts. Yes, and bottles of water. Gym memberships. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. There was none of that. None of that back in the glory days. Banging on about your gym membership. It's early 90s. And what a great deal you've got. Yeah. Early early nineties. By the way, I have got a good deal on gym membership. <laughs> <laughs> but in, in the early nineties, you you had to be able, you had to have something. Absolutely, you had to have a string to your bow. You did. You had to have for a start. You needed a favourite crisp. Yeah, these see, guys are not even interested. See, where well, in you crisps. had your favourite crisps, yeah. right? I had better stuff than that. I had better put chat <laughs> than that. I was. I didn't know how to do like mind reading tricks, right? You did or you didn't? I do. All oh, right, I okay. do. I know how to do it certain people around my age know how to do that right <laughs> yes. so at any point you can go into a, into a pub you can talk to anybody and you just got to say what's the name of your dog they'll tell you the name of the dog right <laughs> within 20 seconds your friend's got the name of the dog <laughs> and at which point people are amazed and they say oh do my dog do my dog what's the name of my brother yeah right with Brad Pitt you can get it like that <laughs> you, can get, you can guess who it is like that right any yeah. famous actor yeah yeah straight easy away. easy yeah. Yeah. but that's one thing right what about beer mat flipping? 20-year-olds can't do that. Many pubs don't even have beer mats. They don't. They wouldn't even know what a beer mat they was. Wouldn't. They wouldn't. What about balancing a pile of two peas yeah. on your elbow and then catching it in your hand? Endless Can't fun. do it. They haven't got any long and drawn out stories <laughs> that may or may not be true. No, they absolutely got that. not. No. One thing that I couldn't see, these people couldn't do last week, balance three pints on top of each other. Have you ever seen that done? No. When you say last week, Flat. is there a particular time in the pub that's brought this to a head? Yeah, for, yes. Right. Friday, when I realised they had nothing. Okay. Nothing. <laughs> Three pints bounce on top of each other. You've never seen that? I've never seen that done, never. never. It's impo- Surely it's impossible. It's not impossible. It's not impossible. There's a video of it. I haven't got it with me, and we're on the, on the wireless. Mm, anyway, yeah. so you're going to say, just all around disappointing. <laughs> well, they do. They, they, just because they, they can just walk into places now, and because they've probably swiped somebody on an app or something. Yeah. So, oh, I'll be here. I'll be here. I've never met you. That's right. right yeah. But you can read all my profile, and we don't have to talk. <laughs> We don't have to talk. All we'll do is you can stare at my arms. Yeah. You can take selfies of yourself pouting. Yes. With the, with a camera angle from above, so it makes you look slightly slimmer. It's a sad, sad reflection. They don't know songs. <laughs> like they, they, they don't know songs. No, they're they're well into Ed Sheeran. They, yeah, but they couldn't sing a whole song. <laughs> the, one of these uh, early twenties. Mm-hmm. Uh, not one of the ones that disappointed me on on Friday. <laughs> another but one. another another person in his twenties the other day couldn't name all the Beatles. <laughs> John Paul, Dave and Bingo. John Paul, Dave and Bingo. <laughs> he didn't really mean Bingo, did he? Bi- didn't, didn't think Bingo was a Bingo. <laughs> John Paul, Dave and Bingo. 
What's going on with the world? Yeah. He'd, never, he'd never heard of Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> never heard of it. <laughs> he, didn't know, he didn't know the song The Sleep John B. Oh, you see. What person doesn't know the song Sleep, see, I was Sleep talk, John B? talking about this in work the, the other day to people about they're a lot younger than me and they're going to be the first generation who have no connection to the war because our parents were born in the war. Or just after the war, so it was like a. But they'll, thing. Have, they'll have seen films. I've got, yeah. I've got no connection to the dinosaurs, but I I've know seen Jurassic that. Park. I know that, but you don't feel anything about the dinosaurs in that. You well, connect. I feel quite frightened. <laughs> you don't feel connected to them. Yeah. So, but it's the same with young people. They won't they have no connection to the Beatles because they they don't listen to the radio. So where would they hear, hear their songs? They We're generalising here, but. But, but I, young I people think, are idiots. Yeah, I think yeah. 90%. Well, it's not I'd go higher. I'd go higher. It's not that they're idiots, right? It's not that they're idiots. They've got certain qualifications. Well, <laughs> They've got certain qualifications. Yeah. Many of them have got high-ranking BTECs. Mm, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Many of them go to university, come out of university, work with me, and can't spell. And have done oh, English a, degrees. Oh, there's a lot, of, <laughs> a lot of poor spellers out there, aren't there? A lot of poor spellers. It's absolutely astounding how yeah. you can get into university and out again without being able to spell. Because you don't have to write. Yeah. Even now, still. I, I find it difficult now because I'm out of the habit. If I had to write for sort of 10 minutes in a, in a row, I think I'd, I'd get some sort of repetitive strain injury in my hand. Do you ever get the cramp <laughs> in the fleshy bit of your hand? <laughs> I, I tend to try and write something every day. So not, yeah. you know, not an essay, but, you know, I'm writing in my notebook. So, right. so maybe it wouldn't, maybe it would. Well, I, I jot things know. down, but yes. I don't have like, back in the day, when they had exams, when you did A-level exams, they were three hours long. <laughs> Not three hours long anymore, because people can't no. write that long. No. People can't concentrate. No, absolutely no chance. Oh. Uh, yeah, no. I was just thinking, they, yeah. they, they should do better. They should young, do better. Young, young folks should and do they, more. And they need they to start by more. going to the pub and learn things. getting They don't know how to do pub Olympics. No. Pub Olympics, they haven't got it. <laughs> they don't know how to play Pimley. <laughs> tip it. Do you know the game Tip It? Uh, I'm not sure I do. Maybe it's only me who's got these pub <laughs> skills. <laughs> Well, they I've got, can't, I've got they two can't, bees in the beer, Matt. They so. can't throw a glass bottle, an actual glass bottle, and catch it on their head. <laughs> they can't do that. I would say you couldn't do that. I can do that. I can, <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. Well, in my, in my first year at uni, I lived on the uh, same corridor as a cocktail barman. So I spent about a year trying to juggle bottles. <laughs> I thought this will come in handy when I'm in my early 40s. <laughs> and here we are, yeah, doing yeah. the podcast. Well, maybe we'll get you to juggle one week during the podcast. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm an average juggler, to be honest. Yeah. But you can't get a glass bottle to land on your head first time, as you just promised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and in the crook of my neck. I so think I, I could I, probably do that. I can throw a bottle from down here. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, for those people who can't see me, which yeah. is everybody listening. Hold, to this, holding your hand from, close from to low the floor. waist height, mm-hmm. and then chuck it, catch it in the neck, in the crook of the neck between uh, jaw and shoulder. What about chin and neck? Um, is that easier? That's I can do that. I can do that with a ball. I can do that with a bottle. Yeah. Throwing the end of it into your neck. <laughs> we'll throw it sideways, <laughs> man. What's the matter oh, with I can you? See, but it doesn't look as good, does it? <sighs> doesn't look as good. This is what you say. So also, the two separate bits of bus chat. Bus chat, yeah. yeah. You weren't, you didn't go on a bus. I, me- I mentioned this. I mentioned this la- before last week's uh, podcast. But we didn't get round to it. I didn't go on a service bus, right, unaccompanied. A service bus. A service bus. You know, like you mean a, a public bus. A public bus. Yes. Right. So obviously, you've been on school trips and stuff. Yeah. But one where you went on, and a bus driver who was in charge of the bus, <laughs> <laughs> Let's, yeah, on his own yeah, without yeah. any teachers. Yeah. Without any teachers. Absolutely. Without your mum and dad or anyone like that, I went on a bus for the first time where I paid my own fare when I was 17 and a half. Big day. Big day, big day. Terrifying. It was terrifying. <laughs> it was a double-decker. 
A double-decker bus. I had never seen one. I'd never seen a double-decker bus, only in films. They didn't, they didn't have double-decker buses in Brecon. And if they did, people would just stand back and nobody got on it because it was too, it was too frightening, right? But I went, I went on one when I went uh, up to Leeds before I went to uni there for a little look around. It was a Worst. National Express, a double-decker. No, no, it was, it was just one of the buses around Leeds. I went on the train. Ah, okay. Not a fool. I'm not going to go all the way to you Leeds went on, on the bus. train and then... Went on the train, got on a double-decker bus with uh, a friend who lived in Leeds at the out time. Out to the uni? Out, out to the uni, yeah. Out to Headingley. And so I got on the bus. I thought, double-decker. Get upstairs. Yeah. Get upstairs. Yeah, enjoy the experience. Time. First yeah. time. Yeah, make the most of it. Enjoy it. Make the most of the facilities. I was petrified. <laughs> Sat in the front row. Front row of a double-decker bus. Have you ever done that? <laughs> Many a time. Oh, it's I terrifying. think I might have done it last week. <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> Going around, around corners and stuff at speed. We, may, we got, would have got up to 26 miles an hour. <laughs> and the front of us, you've been thrown around like it's Alton Towers. It, that, was, that was very, very frightening. But... That's only the second most frightening time I've had on a bus. <laughs> Can I just tell you before you tell us that? Yes. That I was probably travelling on a bus on my own when I was eight or nine. Used to go to school on the bus. This was when we lived in Calshot, which is near Southampton, an yeah. Air Force base. I had to, one week, I had to look after a young child who spoke no English, who was visiting, right. and he was Italian. And it was, it was back in the olden days. Uh, so you got on the back of the bus... You know, which was open. Yes. So you yeah, could jump I, on I've when it was seen on the buses, yeah. So uh, this kid was absolutely fascinated by that. Yeah. So the second day when I was taking him to school, he jumped off the bus into a lamppost. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, you, did you laugh or did you feel a bit bad? I didn't know what to... I, if, I, if I remember rightly, I didn't know what the hell to do, but I thought I How was, was going to get skinned alive. <laughs> How old was he? Well, as it was way before I went off to school at yeah. the age of 12. So I can't have been, I must have been nine or ten. All right. So, you know, putting but a nine-year-old in charge of another nine-year-old. Oh, he's another nine-year-old. Yeah, so. you know, yeah. Was he Could typically Italian? Uh, Greasy hair? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Pizza under his arm? <laughs> yeah, all that, riding a scooter. I don't know why we got yeah, on the bus. Yeah. He, had a, he had a scooter. Yeah, parked his Vespa, got on, the, got, on the, uh, got on the double-decker. Yeah, I know, what a nightmare. Double-deckers, before I say about the most terrifying, double-deckers, right? Yeah. Do you remember when they used to have a raisin in them? No, they I, had, think, I think you erroneously no, no. remembered that. Because it's a different chocolate bar. No, it's not. During the 80s, right? And if anybody listening to this can then let us know somehow. <laughs> yeah. In the 80s, there was a time when you can there, make was, a there was like a single raisin in a double-decker. Right? And it was Just on the one. ingredients. It was on the <laughs> ingredients. While I'm looking, talking about this, you could, you could Google this. Yeah, okay. Was there ever a raisin in a double-decker? I actually remember that there were raisins in there so i'm hoping that this turns out to be true <laughs> right because you'd only maybe get one in there but i didn't like raisins but i love double deckers right so what i had to do is never look at the nougat because it was in the nougat it was hidden in the nougat right so when you bit it you could enjoy the taste but you couldn't look to see because if you saw like a half-eaten raisin in there that'd be terrible wouldn't it terrible because you'd know you'd eaten it it's like with peas i can't knowingly eat a pea <laughs> you, do you like peas? I love peas. Oh, yeah. Peas are rubbish. What's wrong with peas? peas are rubbish. I even pick them out of a pot noodle before I put the water in. Peas, ah, oh, peas are the devil's work. Did doppeldeckers once contain raisins? Yes, I'm going to say. If they says no, now my childhood is ruined. But I, I definitely remember there being a raisin. <laughs> this is from the excellent website Chocoblog. All oh, right, okay, okay. Which is basically yeah. I wrote this. A blog every week about a different chocolate bar. Okay? Right. 
I decided to do a little experiment when I bought my sort of Cadbury double decker, blah, 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 double deckers, blah, 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 crispy. It's a lot of It's a mighty filling bun and no, and not one you could eat if you're trying to have a conversation at the same time. Good advice, good advice. Like a curly whirly is difficult. I wouldn't recommend chilling a double decker. No, normally. Do you know why? It would become too chewy. Correct. Too in capital letters. But is there any mention of a raisin? I'm looking, I'm looking. You're going to have to keep talking while I look for raisin chat. I also don't like peanuts in chocolate. Yeah, I don't mind. I've come round to it. I used to hate it. I used to See, hate for it. me, in a bag of Revels, where most people, it's the coffee one. For me, it's the peanut one. Don't mind the coffee. If there was a raisin in a Revels as yes, well, raisins and a peanut, that would be a double disaster. Have you not no. found it yet? How much information on a double decker can there be on the Chocoblock website? Right, okay. So comment by Poppet right. on June 26, 2007. So they've <laughs> named themselves after a niche chocolate, bu- chocolate in a, in a box the, yeah, you used to buy in the cinema. But one of the followers of Chocoblock. But whatever happened to the raisin? Yes, get in! Hang on, hang on, hang on. I haven't, we haven't got there yet. Right. So confident was I that double deckers contained at least three or four raisins. Oh, if, they'd been, if I'd known that at I, the time, I never would have risked it. <laughs> I was willing to bet 50 quid with my partner that they do. I know this for sure, as this is the nicest thing about a double-decker. My partner claims these bars are his favourite, but how can they be? He hates raisins. Off I went and bought a couple so as to prove this to him and call in the cash. Oh my, I really haven't had one of these in ages. And yes, they removed the raisins in 1986. Boom, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> is there any explanation why the root removed the raisins? Uh, no, there probably is, but I haven't really haven't got time to go through all yeah. the... Uh, <laughs> oh, I feel a lot better. That's, that's lifted a great weight off my shoulders. Tom and Joe say, I and Tom both agree that this bar would be the dog's bollocks to eat when deep fried and sprinkled with a slight hint of cinnamon. <laughs> I don't like those people. Going a little bit too far. Yeah. Yeah. But that, so, oh, that, that is good. It definitely did have raisins in, but I like, like that... But A, that person there, from I Canada, Yeah, I'm from Canada and picked up one of these in a candy shop. My God, is it ever good. Has oh. a hint of coffee in it. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> they take themselves very seriously, <laughs> these people, don't they? They do. Yeah, yeah. you know, whatever well, niche for, it is. Thanks for you know, sharing. There's probably a blog just about raisins. Oh, yeah, yeah. will there? Like to the be California fair. raisins, they had an album out. They did. The, the most frightening bus journey. Bus journey. You've had, had. to date. Because can I say that, you know, the next time you are forced to go on a double decker upstairs, they'll probably, you know, get... On the list. Well, yeah. It was a trip back from uh, Western Supermare. We've discussed Western Supermare, haven't we? And not on the podcast. Not on the podcast, on the radio the show. The home of Simon Mason. Yeah, yeah. And that's probably why I we went there. About I it. went there on rugby tour once. Yeah, so did I. I went on a rugby tour. It was on this rugby tour that I had the most distressing bus journey ever. On the way back, we had a lovely time. Well, rugby tour, we didn't play a game. It was the Sunday morning, bank holiday weekend. We're getting the bus back. Everybody's a little bit A bus you'd but, hired? Was it a coach yeah, you'd it was, hired? it was a coach. With a driver. Co- driver from Wales. Bryn. I'm guessing his name was Bryn. I can't remember. I can't, I've tried to block it out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> the bus has been booked. Abrier on Rugby Club on tour. Right? T-shirts and all. T-shirts. Everything. Pink. Yeah. Pink. Pink T-shirts. Crazy we'd be, guys. We've been out the night before. I'd ended up with a friend in a pizza place, right? It, I don't know how this happened, right? We've ordered the special pizza. It's so big, we couldn't get it out of the door. <laughs> <laughs> We'd had a drink, but it was a really big box, and we couldn't negotiate it out the door. Yeah, that was difficult. But anyway, we had that the night before. <laughs> Morning after, Sunday, time to go home, it? Nobody wants to hang around. No, absolutely. Apart from mad people. You want to go mad. home and die. So we go in, go in, the, in the bar. Everybody's waiting in the bar. They've checked out the rooms, sat around. I'm stood at the bar. 
captain there who we discussed last week who wouldn't uh, <laughs> wouldn't tell the person that he was dropped either. <laughs> so essentially a cowardly man. Yeah, a pair of cowards. A cowardly man. So he's at the bar. He's also, his second name is, is also Williams, right? But whereas I'm, listen to this is... Uh, he was Andy. Only, Please tell me he was Andy. No. You're going to have to listen carefully here because we've got the same surnames. So most people are just referred to as their surnames. Okay, right? yeah, yeah. So I am Williams, yeah. right? And he is Williams. <laughs> so he's Yams. Okay. And I'm Yums. Yeah. Okay. Yums and yeah. Yams. Yums right? and Yams, yeah. Right. Obviously. Yeah. He's at, he's at the bar. There's people drinking. Crazy people. I've had a I've had a soft drink. Let's call it an orange and lemonade or something like that. Uh, something there. Orange and lemon. Refreshing. St. Clements. Yeah, I'm not a fan of a St. Clements. I'm having a refreshing drink. I don't want any booze at this time. So like probably had enough 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. I had enough. I've had enough. I've had a lot of booze. I've had a massive pizza. I couldn't get out the door. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Had to eat the box. Yeah. Stood stood there at the bar, Williams next to me. Confusing for any people who didn't know that I'm Yams and he's Yams. Bus driver arrives, isn't he? Cheery old chap. Comes in. Williams goes to him, Alright, drive. Do you yeah. want a drink? <laughs> that does, that's not how he speaks. Right? Not how he speaks. <laughs> but in this but rendition. In this, this rendition, dram- dramatic rendition. He says, Alright, drive, want a drink? Uh, before we go. Oh yes, I'll have a pint of lager, please. The driver. <laughs> Half ten in the morning. At this point I look, look at Williams. And I'm thinking, oh, no. Oh, no. On the bus, he's got six cans in his side compartment. Six cans of lager in his side, in the door pocket. That's not good, is it? No, that's not before, good. That's bef- not an encouraging sign. No. Before the laws had actually changed, right, that's the first time I ever wore a seatbelt on a bus. <laughs> I sat in the back thinking... It'll be me who gets... If he's going to hit anything, he'll hit it front ways. Got, <laughs> I'll sit at the back, strap myself in. Nobody else. Everybody else in high spirits, aren't they? Yeah, in high spirits. it through, you were. I was... Oh, it's a long journey from Western Supermare to, to Aberiron with a very drunk driver <laughs> on a bus. <laughs> you know, when you said before Terrifying. the law changed, I thought you were going to say, you know, that old law when bus drivers could have three cans of lager. Oh, no, no. Yeah. no th- th- that, this was just the seatbelt law. <laughs> but also in there... In that morning, I also saw... Talking about youngsters now, not having any any pub skills. Back to that. This was the morning where I saw something that... If a documentary had been made of this, it would have been, like, heralded at probably Cannes or something like that. <laughs> right? it, it was truly one of the greatest things I've seen in a public bar. Astonishing. Right? So while we're Five waiting... Five stars. Yeah. While we're waiting for the bus driver yeah. in the looser sense to arrive... Is this the same morning? Same morning. Same, same morning, morning. Right. He's sat there, a man called Alan Edwards. Yeah, not too far he, away he'd from retired. Yams. No, he'd retired from playing, but uh, he, was a, he, was a, he was one of the worst physios you've ever seen. He didn't know anything. <laughs> he wasn't qualified. He was, just a, he was just a former player, loved a drink, come down, he ran on the pitch with a bag. Right, right, yeah. Nothing in it, just a bag. Nothing in it. His worst performance as a physio, playing a game, on the far side from where he stood, our winger, Reese Davis, goes down. Blood everywhere, right? Ball goes out, player, go over to him, have a look. What he's done, he's split his entire lip, lower lip, in half, so it's hanging apart. Right? Nice. A lot nice. of blood. Yeah. A lot of blood. Yeah. A lot of claret. So he can obviously see there's a lot of blood, but he doesn't know what he's done. Right? So I said, oh, I probably need a stitch, that, Davis. Probably need a stitch. I won't worry about it. It's just bleeding a lot because of where it is. Over he comes, the dynamic uh, Alan Edwards, <laughs> running across the pitch. <laughs> I don't need to say anything. So did he, did he have a very old-fashioned tracksuit? Uh, he probably had wellies on. <laughs> <laughs> he's come across the pitch. He's come across the pitch. 
clears her. Get out of the way, out of the way, out of the way. Looks him. He looks at Davis and says, Oh my God, that's fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and Davis starts then to panic. So that's, that's, not, that's not ideal for a physio for putting people at ease. It's the opposite of what you want your physio to you don't do, want really, that. isn't it? Anyway, back to the morning. He's sat there on a stool, like not at the bar, in the middle of the room. So he's not next to you and Yams? No, he's, no. He's, stu- he's in the middle of the room. Right, it's a narrow room. Sat on a stool. One of those narrow bars. <laughs> yeah, one yeah. of those narrow bars. Like you get in a B&B. Yeah. yeah. So he, he's got a, virtually a full pint of Guinness. Right? He may have taken two or three gulps out of the top of it. Let's call them sips. Sips. Just to say, you know. I'm sip. not sure he's a, he's a sipping man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's, he's had a few sips of this pint of Guinness. And then out of nowhere, he falls off the stool. It's as if it's in slow motion. It's like the Matrix or something. <laughs> right? Man in his late 40s at the time, probably, falling off a stool with a virtually full pint of Guinness. His eyes never left that pint. (laughs) Eyes never left it. (laughs) He fell completely off the stool. It was as if his arm was guided. (laughs) Not a drop of that drink was was spilt. Not a drop. Not many people know that's how the Steadicam was invented. Yeah, it possibly was. Anyway, he just gets up, finishes a drink, carries on. (laughs) Orders another. Yeah, yeah, feels fine on the bus, not terrified at all. And the going back to the bus journey, eventually, I presume it was event. It was eventless. It was eventless. But then I think I'm pretty sure we got dropped off at the Black Lion in Aberiron. I think it was karaoke night, right? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that this, if it's the same night, it was a it was a brilliant night because two two lads, Marcos and uh, Khaled, they did the Donna Summer song "I Feel Love." <laughs> the two okay. lads without the Welsh names. Well, Khaled is uh, Welsh for hard. His oh, actual right, okay. name is Aled. Okay. Aled Khaled. So it was called Aled Khaled. Yeah. Excellent n- because, nomenclature. Yes. Did I say, say last week about, about him being in the bar and having the half? <laughs> or was this just a different conversation there? <laughs> no, but should we ch- save that for another time? We'll save it for another time because that's a good one. That's a because good one. you know what it's time for. What's that? Gym Disasters. Gym Disasters. Gym Disasters. Gym Disasters. It's time for Gym Disasters. He's back, everybody. <laughs> straight straight Jim's in the voice. Back, so Jim's, Jim's back. Jim. Jim's back in. Jim's back. Jim, hang on a minute. Hang Jim. on, Jim. Don't, don't Jim. jump into it. Jim. God, Jim. Hey, up, I can't, I can't, can't wait. I'm it's, too excited. That's his trouble. Right, Jim, would you please introduce Hugh for this week's Gym Disaster? Oh, it'll be my pleasure. I will introduce Hugh's third instalment of Gym Disasters. Take it away, Hugh. Thank you, Jim. Thank no. you, Jim. That was yeah. that was put very you, put, uh, you, put your tea down. Put the tea down. It's, I think it's a bovril. Oh, it's a bovril. It's not isn't a bloody it? bovril. It's <laughs> it's not a bovril. <laughs> it's not a bov. Jim, get out. Jim, Jim's right. gone. Right, Jim disasters. Third in the installment here. Number three. Number three. Right, this one. I was in a gym in Bracken on my own. Right, been training all summer. I'm quite fit at that time. It was um, just before I moved to the north to Rotherham. So I've been training all summer, quite fit. Home of the invisible chinchilla. Yeah, I was using a Smith machine. Know what that is? I think we uh, touched on this last week. No, I don't. All right. <laughs> using, using the Smith machine. So I was doing pyramids. So you start with the bar, which is 20K, and you do 8, 10 reps. 8, 8, eight to 10? 8 to 10. Then you stuck two fives on the side. No yeah. rest. 75, no. No, no, that would be 30. That was crazy. 30K. So you bang out another 10. 10 on the side, 15, 20, and then... But still without resting, you start taking five off and going down. Uh, All right, you don't get two schoolboys to hang off the end. No, I don't do that. I don't do that because I was on my own. I was training on my own like Rocky. Yeah. In uh, Rocky Four, just before he fought Drago. 
So I'm in there doing that. As I'm doing this on the Smith machine, in walk Harlequins rugby team, right? In Brecon <laughs> on a pre-season camp. Zin Zambrook, at the time Zin Zambrook. One of the best there. rugby players in the world. And for those uninitiated and un-English and, uh, sorry, un-English, uh, un-British, people who don't know about rugby, Harlequins would be a, a top side top at the side, time. A top, top side. Top One of the top British Zin Zambrook, one of the biggest names in, in rugby at the time. Yeah. Well, he retired, but he was... Uh, Still player coach. Big name. Big name. He was in there. Chris Sheesby, former England international. John Schuster played in the centre for New Zealand. <sighs> this still brings back a little bit of emotion <laughs> to me. I'm doing the pyramids, am I? Fit. Fit's than I've ever been. Yeah. Yeah. the bar. And I've yeah. added five yeah. after 20, back down. Yeah, yeah. Right? that's the way a pyramid down. works. You're exhausting yourself. Anybody You're knows exhausting that. yourself. <sighs> As I'm on just the bar on the way back down, I'm exhausted. John Schuster stood behind me. Legend of the game. Played in the World Cup for New Zealand. Vaughan going, Sid going, the great New Zealanders' son. A couple of other players. Quite a lot of Kiwis they had at that time. Yes, yeah. So they were stood there waiting for for me to finish with the the thing. They hadn't come in when I was actually lifting any weight. So all they can see is me with the bar, and I can barely lift the bar. So I'm trying to put three (laughs) repetitions just with the bar with no weight on it, and I can barely do it. My muscles are screaming. I hook it back in after three, stand up, a broken man. They're just looking at me like, what on earth? (laughs) What on earth are you doing? Oh dear. I had to immediately leave the gym. It's, it's getting worse in terms of who you're embarrassing yourself in front of. I know. First you of know. all, I nearly killed a woman yeah. in, the, on, in episode one. Yeah, in Rotherham. No, that no, was, was in Hull. In Hull. Yeah, yeah. Uh, week two, I was embarrassing myself amongst. And where was it? You never said. Where? In, in the Welsh Rugby Club. Last week. Yeah. Uh, that was the uh, Llandovery Rugby Club. Right, okay. All right. This, this, week, this was in a gym in, in Brecon in the summer before I moved up to, yeah. to Rotherham. Harlequins on top. Harlequins training, destroyed. That same that same um, gym, the uh, at the time of like about a fifteen year old Andy Powell, you know the Welsh yes, rugby player, the notorious, notorious. Welsh. He, Who also moved to Wigan him. to play rugby league and couldn't hack it. Yeah, well, he had a lot of injuries at that time. Yes, well, and he, drunk a lot. He couldn't hack life at that no. time. That's but my dad used to teach him. Right, my okay. dad used to teach him and took him on the battlefield. So much visit. to answer for. <laughs> took him on the battlefield battlefields visit to Belgium, France, probably. Somber moment. They're walking through the trenches. He's a bit of a character. Not much to laugh and joke about there, no. right? No. The, the no man's land area. Barbed wire is not supposed to go on there. Yeah, hence the name. Yeah. However, Andy Powell. Young Andy Powell. Are we Andy talking Powell. what, here, 16, 17? Right. No, he must be younger than that. Probably right, okay. year 10, something like that. Right, okay. Goes over the top, doesn't he? The sheep grazing on no man's land. He runs after a sheep. <laughs> Catches the sheep. There's people there. It's not just his friends. It's it's the a general som- public. It's a somber occasion. It's a somber people occasion. are going people there, are walking around. Probably being... people, relatives who've died. He, f- he catches the sheep and then proceeds to mime uh, having intercourse with the animal <laughs> in no man's land. Excellent. Yeah. This is the measure of the man. Oh, My dad swears that's true. I should possibly. And how did he punish him? That's what I'd like to know. Because if yeah, he'd have punished him properly, a lot of the trouble that he, happened he afterwards the golf could possibly have you know have been yeah. avoided. I tell you what we what we did last week. People, I got a bit of feedback on it. People enjoyed the the film recast with uh, footballers. Okay, I've had a think this week, and I actually <laughs> you've had a, you've actually had a, a visual, haven't you? Yeah, I actually and you can visualise. I looked yeah. at photos to think, yeah. Oh, yeah, that probably would work. Yeah. So the film you've gone film for three uh, three men and baby, excellent classic of the time. In the t- none of them wanted that baby. We just none saying. of them. No. no. No, it was... That's part of the on. idea of the film. Yeah, it's yeah. heartwarming. That, that's how, the plot, how, basically. How it changed him. Tom Selleck, John Wall. Can you see that? <laughs> I can see that, can yeah. see that? What a footballer he was. What a footballer. Yeah. We'll return to Walk in yeah. a moment. John Wall, Tom Selleck, Ted Danson, Lee Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> Tall, sort yeah. of 
same similar barnet at some stage of his career. Yeah. And I was thinking, Gutenberg. Yeah. Right, Steve Gutenberg. The Joker in the pack. I quite like a Steve Gutenberg film. <clears throat> Drug police yeah, academies. Yeah, yeah police, early police academies are unbeatable. Very good, yeah. very good. It's um, when you get to nine and ten. <laughs> yeah, they're disappointed. <laughs> yeah. After four, go, go downhill. Right, Steve Gutenberg. Young, young Nigel Winterburn. <laughs> We're back to Winterburn. Ma- young Nigel Winterburn. The, the very talented Nigel Winterburn. Yeah, yeah young Nigel Winterburn. Yeah. Not when he was at Wimbledon, but when he first signed for Arsenal. Do you know what I always think of that? Uncanny resemblance. When I think of that Arsenal team, I think of shorts, shiny shorts pulled way up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's the Winterburn. Kevin Richardson, Tash, yeah. short yeah. shorts. Yeah. Short shorts yeah. pulled right up. That's what I think of. So that's um, who I'd have in, in the, the lead roles. Yeah. And then initially I was thinking, who could have as the baby? Wayne Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> However, the sequel called One, Three Men and uh, a, a Little, little lady. lady. So yeah. it would have to be a girl player. Right. So, so. I don't know that many. Just Fishlock. <laughs> well, I, I think Rooney's could still do it. I used to. I uh, could still do it. When I worked in Brixton. Well, I look to, at you, how street you are. Yeah, exactly. I used to play for Lambeth Council. Right. One of the big in the teams. In the council like league against the other councils. Were you feared? And Marianne Spacey who yeah. became one of the best players in the world and managed England, I think, captain England. She used to play for us. And it was great right. because people, you know, were playing Southwark Council or whoever. Yeah. Oh, they've got a girl playing her. Yeah, and obviously, she player. was brilliant. Yeah. She was the best player on the park. So yeah. there you go. That's um, that's my dull football story. John Walk played Liverpool, didn't he? He played at Liverpool. It's great. Ipswich was yeah. his big club, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Scotland International. Yeah. So a player with well, some you say big club. <laughs> no, not a big club, yeah. but he had a lot of... One thing's at Liverpool, yeah. yeah. So he's a, he's a footballer with pedigree, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. John Watt. Yeah. And, and in the film, skate to victory. Yeah, film experience. So he'd do a good job there. Yeah, definitely. But despite all those football trophies, yeah. titles... Do you, shall I do my Brian Clough? Go on then. <laughs> my uh, Michael Sheen doing Brian Clough in yeah, The Damned on. United. Yeah. My name's Brian Clough. You see all those trophies and all those medals, I want you to take them and put them in the bin because you've won them unfairly. Ah, uh, yes, good. Yeah, it's good. good. Yeah. yeah, no, it was, yeah. It, was almost, it was almost spot on that. Yeah, almost. But John Walk, experience in the movies, great footballer. Got to be bitter that Michael Caine started ahead of him in the <laughs> Escape to Victory. He's never got over it, as everyone knows. He probably could have got in goal there to Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> well, anybody could have. To be put on the bench. Yeah. Be put on the bench for Michael yeah. Caine. The, the little kid who comes running up to him and goes, Hatch, Hatch, he could have got in goal. He was he that much of a yeah. better goalie. So, they, they broke the other lad's arm, didn't they? For 80s footballers in films next week, you know what we're going to do? What's I'm going to send you the film. Yes. And you are going to and you're going to fill in the new cast, it. cast it. That's the way to do it. Right, it's nearly time to go, but we didn't do it last week, but I what wanted to do Malapropism of the week. Oh, go on. Can you do me a Malapropism of the week jingle, please? Malapropism of the week. There you go. How was that? It was like it was like prog jazz. It was, it was excellent. Mm. Avant-garde. Should have been wearing a beret. Not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. We we need uh, That's a whole podcast, your impressions. Yeah. See what you've got in the locker. So we're sitting here in the Pure Studio, we're about to go and do our radio show, and former producer and all-round nice guy, Paul Holloway, has a great malapropism. You know the phrase, a movable feast. Yes. Yes. So something, you know, that, so it basically means something like Easter. So it's a feast day, but it's a different day each year. Yes. That's a movable feast. Okay? Right, okay. And people use it to say, well, you know, it's something that could change. That's the way it's become to be used. I didn't um, know that. So you didn't know that? No. Okay. So, but his, his version of it is moving beast. I like so that. he's not got movable right, yeah, <laughs> and all he's not feast. got a feast right. So he's failed. <laughs> he's failed on all fronts. So he has. So something that could possibly change to him 
is a moving beast. Well, so. a fair play. But <laughs> this is a I think problem. I prefer it. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Prefer it. Yeah, it does. It's, because Easter know, yeah. can be a bit of a beast. Yeah, it can be. It's always a bit of a letdown, let's face it. Yeah, it is, isn't it? it that, that's essentially what Easter is. Yeah. A bit of a letdown. But it's at a time of year when you could do with a few days off. I actually basically. prefer the cheaper egg. Not the cheaper eggs, but the smaller egg. The ones that are too flamboyant. Yeah, can't. don't get me started on Cadbury's and Mondelez and Kraft. Oh, well, oh. I like... I like Cadbury's chocolate eggs. No, right? no, no. Don't no, like Nestle. No, no, no. in the that's old days, yeah, but they've changed their chocolate. Anyway, that's a whole... Oh, we're right. not going down that rabbit hole. Well, get, get on that. Uh, website. Yeah, exactly. Chocker, what was it? <laughs> Are you pop Chocker it? blog, that's it. <laughs> get on Chocker blog, you'll find everything you want to know. And toffet has been taste, taken. <laughs> and get involved in chocolate chat. We've got five minutes to dash next door and do a live radio show, so we will see you uh, again very soon. It's a good night from me. And a good night from me.